Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. I want to to deal with something called, in in dealing with this, uh, 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 just to build our faith. Amen? Uh, And that is this. We possess life. And when you got born again, you got born again. When you got born again, you got wonderfully, biblically saved. Jesus is not distant. Jesus is Lord. And He came into you and made you a new creature, and old things are passed away, and all things became new. This is our Bible. This is not a book of theories. This is not a documentation of philosophies. This is not a theological subject that you take with uh, mind, with your head. You don't do that. This is the living Word of God. Amen. Written over 1,600 years, and it took several individuals to do it. Some who were fishermen, carpenters, and a variety of different things. And all of this was recorded, and it was inspired by Almighty God to put this down. To put it into what He said, into word form, so we could put it in our heart and speak it out of our mouth and have what we say. And so that's why we talk to our hands, we talk to our bodies, we talk to ourselves. We talk to every part of our being and say, we are the healed of the Lord. We're not the sick, we're the healed. Staying healed in Jesus' name. So uh, let's look at Matthew's gospel. And if you have your Bible, let's once again say, this is my Bible. Out of it proceed the issues of life. I can have what my Bible said I can have. I can go where my Bible said I can go. I am everything that my Bible said I am. And in Jesus' name, as I hear the word of God, I receive faith and I'm better because of it. Amen. Praise God. All right, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 15. I want to show you just a few verses of Scripture here. And these are, are Scriptures that just to pour into you and remind you about this because I am so, so serious about this that we have a Bible right to be well. And, uh, and, and, uh, we, and it's honest. We are healed. Not going to be. We are. We are healed. And, uh, uh, you know, so this is imperative that, that we understand how this functions. Okay, in the 15th chapter, Matthew chapter 15, it makes this statement, and uh, uh, in verse 29, uh, and it says, Jesus departed from there and passed by the Sea of Galilee and went up on a mountain and sat down there, and great crowds came to him, having them, those who, who were lame, blind, maimed, many others, and placed them down at Jesus' feet. And this is this, and he healed them. One translation said, and he healed them all. And he healed them all. They brought the sick to Jesus. And Jesus, the scripture uh, says, and he healed them all. You'll notice that that is not in red letter. What that simply means is that Matthew is explaining to you an event that took place. The red letter edition, there was no chapters or verses. You'll find that out in the upper part. Jesus ministered to a woman and, and, uh, and, and uh, she got healed. A woman, she said in verse, in verse 21, uh, she came, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed with a demon. And we know that Jesus came and, and the disciples said, and begged him, saying, uh, send her away as she cries after us. And he said, I was sent only to the sheep of the house of Israel. 
We know that he did that. And, and she said, she came in worship saying, Lord, help me. And he said, it's not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. And he said, well, it says, but even dogs eat the crumbs that fall on the, on the, from the master's table. At least even dogs get to keep the crumbs. So if there's anything left over, give it to me. She was steadfast on this. And Jesus said to her, Woman, uh, great is your faith. Let it be done unto your desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. And her daughter was healed instantly. And then the Bible said, then Jesus went. Jesus uh, stopped in response to a woman's determination to get something from him. You're the healer. I know you heal. I witnessed this heal, this healing manifestation. So I, 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 I'm bringing you my daughter. She's sick. She's severely ill, ill almost to death. I need to have an answer. Well, this is for the this is bread. This bread is for the children of Israel. Yeah, but they even get crumbs, man. I'm not leaving here without some crumbs. Just a crumb will he, will spare my daughter. In her mind, just one crumb. Her faith was activated. She said, "Woman, according to your faith," and instantly. Instantly, her daughter was made well. The cure left instantly. So I'm here to tell you right now that just one scripture can heal you. I don't consider that crumb. That's life. But the word of God is so real that if you'll just hear this and get it down on the inside, it ought to make you happy. It ought to get you thrilled. Thank God I'm well. If you only know one verse of scripture and you know it well, quote it all the time and watch it get from in here, out here, all through it again. You're the first one to hear anything you say. So if you keep speaking it, saying it over and over again, you'll have that in your life. This woman in the Bible said, and then Jesus healed them, or He healed them all. Tell, uh, say this out loud. He healed them all. Healed say it again. He healed them all. Healed. Well, if He healed them all, then why would He not heal me? He already has. He already did that. Now this is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Paul said this. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and I say it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. We ought to say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God to deal with any circumstance, any situation, any disease, any virus, any scenario that comes up against us, anything that goes on. So we have this power of God in us. This glorious gospel is, is, fills your spirit, renews your mind, and heals your body. This glorious gospel brings liberty. This glorious gospel brings, brings your mind out of bondage. And right now, more than the virus, it's the fear of the bondage. It's the fear mode. And that fear goes all across a variety of different aspects. Uh, how, what am I going to eat? What am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? Who's going to do this? Who's, what's going to happen? The fear mode starts coming up. I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to do what Psalm 91 says. That's 91. 911 is your emergency number. Psalm 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall and does abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then that person will say to the Lord, God, you're my refuge and you're my fortress. And it's in you that I trust. Amen. So we've got to be able to say this. God, I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. How do we dwell? The Word. The Word. The Word is how we do this. Psalm, Psalm 91 tells us that if we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, that we will abide under the shadow, under the covering, under the manifested presence of God, so that when virus or diseases hits us, it dies when it touches us. 
I'm reminded of John G. Lake when he had the, the, the bubonic plague and he was in Africa and people were dying with this plague. And the ships came in to bring medicine and bring doctors and nurses to come aid and assist during that time period in Africa. And when they did, here's John G. Lake walking around, tending to the sick and bringing up bodies. They go, how is it you're not sick? And so he said, you see that body there? There's foam coming out of the mouth of the full of the disease. And he said, uh, uh, pick that up on one of your things and, and examine it, see what's in it. And he said, all this disease was floating around on the inside of it. And he said, do you see that? And he goes, yeah. He took the same foam, put it in his hand. He goes, now check it. The virus had died. He goes, how'd you do that? He goes, greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Greater is he that's in me than any disease and any virus. And when it touches a man of God, it dies. It dies. Hey, church, no fear here. We believe God's Word. We believe what God's Word said. We believe how the will of God is and what the Word of God said. The Gospel is, in its entirety, is salvation. And when you were saved, it not only included your redemption and your right and privilege to worship God as your Father, and Jesus as your Lord, and the Holy Spirit as your Comforter, but salvation meant anything that, was, that you needed being cured from, you were cured. If the highest level of salvation is to remove sin, then the lowest level is in this body, sickness and disease. And at the highest level, you gained it. How many of you know you're saved? How many of you men know you're saved? How many of you women know you're saved? You see, men? You see? Let us just help you guys again. How many of you men know you're saved? There you go. How many of you women know you're saved? Church! How many of you know that you're healed and you're delivered and made whole? Because Jesus heals them all! Romans chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. The law of life is what you're living in right now. The law of life. This is a law. If you come to a traffic signal, just minimize, if you come to a traffic signal on any one of these roads and you come up and it's red, what are you supposed to do? Why? It's the law. Am I right? Yellow does not mean speed up and see if you make it. That's not what yellow means. It means yield. And the reason so many can't yield to the Holy Spirit because they can't even yield to a sign. So they have a difficult time. I'm not, you rush through, and then they get in the mess. Say, what happened? So if, the, if natural laws are in motion, spiritual laws were created before natural laws were. Now I want you to see this in here. Uh, let's go to Romans, if you will, and, and, uh, uh, and notice this. Romans chapter 8, verse 10 and 11, it says... And if Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, be in you, the body is dead. Now listen close to that. The body is dead because of sin. The body, the flesh, is, de- is, is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. And But he said this, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus... From the dead dwell in you. He that raised up the anointed one and his anointing 
from the dead shall also quicken, now listen to this, make alive your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. This is not talking about uh, the last day resurrection when we're caught up. He's dealing in this, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead took a natural physical condition. He was dead. But Jesus, the, the Spirit of God raised him up and He dwells and watch this, if that same Spirit dwells in you, then your body is alive. Yeah. Now, what's trying to happen is the past, the dead deadness of our body in the natural. I'm going to deal with this in just a moment. Watch this. And he said it here, that that spirit dwell in you, then he'll quicken or make alive. So I'm telling you right now what's happening, the, what, how you responded uh, when you first heard all that. I encourage you, please, turn off all that news. And get into the book. And find out what the Word of God says. Amen. Many of you have your children home because they closed the schools down and, and they did all that. Instead of sitting there watching them play games, why don't you talk with them? Why don't you deal with this thing? I was watching this precious video today, this morning while I was getting dressed and had this thing run. And this, uh, this uh, uh, six-year-old and a five-year-old, brother and sister, the little girl gets up because they had the TV on, they're watching the news, and, you know, and the mother's video recording them because the little boy got panicky. Fear came on. And the mother said this, well, you know, we've had the news running, and I didn't realize he's getting so much fear in him. And she had it on, you can see it in the background. So Mama should have turned the TV off. Mama didn't turn the TV off, but the little girl got up, grabbed her brother, and said, look at me. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But he gave us power, love, and a sound mind. Say it with me. The little boy's looking at him. God did not give us spirit. She, she, let's say it seven times. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And the little boy calmed down, grabbed his sister, and hugged him. Now, he was autistic. He had autism. And she had to calm him down. She got up off the couch and grabbed, turned his back to the TV. That's what you got to do. Turn your back to the world saying you're stuck with virus and disease and there's no help and there's no hope and you're going to die and there's going to be more deaths. Turn your back to that stuff and turn, fix your eyes on Jesus and fix your eyes on the living Word of Almighty God. And then you got to say it. God did not give me the spirit of fear. God has given me power, love, and a soundness of mind. And with that soundness of mind is how I deal with the affairs. I'm not ignorant. I mean, I understand that's going on. I just say it won't come to my house. Amen. Amen. Stick with it. Do what you got to do. Amen. Amen. My son was talking earlier about communion. We don't plead the blood anymore like they did back over there. And we don't do that. What we do today is we, we plead the blood this way. By taking the word... And in the Old Testament, they took the hyssop branch, and that hyssop branch was a, a healing branch that they used for the medication, the leaves and stuff. And they, would he, they, they were commanded to put that in there. They'd put it in the blood, and then they'd, they'd sw- swap the doors and, the, door, and the, the threshold and all across the thing. So anybody walking in were covered by that blood. When you walked through that door, you entered into a home covered by the blood. And God would recognize the blood. That you obeyed and there was a covenant now made. Anybody in that house was protected. Anybody in that house. And so, how do we do that today? Your tongue is the hyssop. 
So when you speak the word, you're dipping yourself into the word. And every time you speak the word, by the stripes I've been made well. He, he was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities. And the chastised my peace on him. And by the stripes, I'm healed. I just dipped it and I just spoke it and I covered this door. Amen. So I'm a door. I'm a door into my house, into the Aragon household. I'm a door. So I refuse to let something in that I don't want in. So I'm going to keep speaking health and healing over me, over my wife, over my father-in-law, anybody who comes to my house. You come to my house, you'll get healed. Amen. Make you whole and sound in Jesus' name. Amen. So it depends on what you believe in. If the Spirit, now watch this, um, God always, listen, God always was a healer. God is still a healer and forever remained a healer. Healing, uh, therefore healing is for you right now in the name of Jesus. Now go over to Romans chapter 7, verse 25, and then we're going to go into Romans 8, 1 and 2, and I want to uh, uh, deal with this here, the law of life. Now watch this. Romans chapter 7, verse 25 says this, I thank God. Are we all there? Are we all there? All right. I thank God. I thank God. I thank you, God. I'm grateful to you. This isn't the first time he did it. He's thanking God all along. Remember when, when um, they, they beat him? The Bible said, man, I was beaten. I was shipwrecked. I went through all this kind of stuff. And he, but I never stopped thanking God. Never stopped thanking God. He was betrayed by, the scripture says, not the brethren. He said, false brethren. Amen. Not bro- but he used the word brethren. They were brethren. They acted like brethren, but they were false brethren. He got. He really got. I mean, he never stopped thanking God. He was in prison and never stopped thanking God. Amen. So we ought to just take a moment here and just thank God that we're, our families are well and we're blessed and healthy and strong in the authority of the name of Jesus. Amen. Your loved ones coming home. You're, amen. Safe and sound. And everything's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Now I thank God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my... Listen to this. With the mind, I myself serve the law of God. The law of God. I myself serve the law of God. If I serve the law of God, I will not serve anything thrown at me by the world. The virus is not in the earth, it's in the world. The world system created it. The world system. And, and, and the world system, there's a difference between that. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He didn't say the world. The world was created after the fall. That's a new system. It was supposed to be designed to walk by faith and walk with God. That was the system. That's how it's supposed to flow. But when they fought, when they failed, when they committed high treason, they created a new world system, and the world system was based on the opposite of faith. It was based on fear. So now that we're born again, we don't operate on that world system of fear. We operate on the system of faith. So the law of God is how you're going to step out of that. Listen close to what I said. The law of God, and it really doesn't matter mindset what you think about it. The laws of God work for your benefit. Whether you believe that or not. Man, I was at the airport getting ready and, you know, you know, you, you, you know you're by yourself. You, you know, I was talking to my wife for a little bit and I ordered some food before I got on the plane to come home. And so I was sitting there and some guy sat next to me and he got his computer out and stuff and he saw me with my Bible and I'm um, writing some stuff and, and he goes, uh, oh, you, you got a Bible. You're, you're one of those religious people? I said, no, really not. 
He goes, why you got a Bible? I goes, I'm a Christian. He goes, what? I said, I'm a Christian. I love God. I said, religious people wouldn't carry their Bible, put it on desk. I said, but me, I'm a believer. I believe this so much, I take it with me everywhere I go. And he goes, well, I bet you you can't tell me who wrote the Bible. I said, well, number one, I wouldn't bet a fool. And he entered into my realm now. And he was sarcastically said it. So I just said, no. I said, see, any answer I give you, you're going to counteract because you don't believe the Bible. And I said, and all my answers are going to come from this. He goes, well, I've studied all the religions. I said, all of them? Yeah. And he said, and when we die, we go into the ground and we come up as molecules. And then we're inhaled by people and we regain our life again. I just stared at her for a moment. I said, were you ignorant in the past life like you are now? I said, who inhaled you? (laughs) Just think of it. And he started giving me all these mystical books. I said, you you really have a, a strong faith in wrong things. Your belief system is solid in that. If we could get you on Jesus, man, you'd be a great soul winner and win the world. I said, but notice that I'm not mad. You're getting mad at me. He goes, well, I don't believe all that stuff that you believe. I said, you don't even know what I believe. You never asked me. <laughs> but now, here's the thing. Remember the scripture said, the Lord of the said, lawyer of the law came and said, what must I do to inherit life, eternal life? He's a lawyer of the law. So Jesus said this, what does the law say? He didn't say, what does the word say, scripture say, what prophets say, he said, what does the law say? He's talking to the lawyer of the law. Okay, then tell me what the law says. And then he adds this, powerful. He says, and how do you read it? So it's not what it says, it's how you read it that interprets that. And so we've got to realize that. So we, the law of God exists right now. It existed before you came, and it'll exist afterwards. Notice it's the law of God. So when God said, light be, light was. It became light be, and light was. Amen. So if he said light be, and the scripture said be like Christ, then light be, then you be. Just settle it. Amen. Doesn't sound like proper English, but I'd be saved. I'd be delivered. I'd be whole. I'd be sound. I'd be, I'd be totally healed. I'd be. Now, my, now, the mind, myself, I serve the law of God. Now, but, now notice we said, but with the flesh, the law of sin. The law of sin. Then in chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus, in Christ, in the anointing, in the anointed one, Jesus, who walked not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now here we go. For the law of the Spirit of life in 
Christ in the anointing, and the anointed one, Jesus, watch this, Jesus had made me, made us, made all of us heritage, all the body of Christ that believe this, free from the law, two things, of sin and death. The law of the Spirit is the law of life because God is life. And love is God and God is love. And God's love adds life. Amen. Now from a natural standpoint, when my wife and I got married, our love became so intense it produced life. And we called that life Joel and Brent. But our love was so intense that it gave life. God's love is so intense, it gave life. And it gave the same quality of life. When your baby's born and the parents look at it and say, who's it look like? Whose eyes and nose does it have? Whose feet does it have? And any parent ever do that when you look at the baby right away? And as you're going, oh, now he's starting to change. He's looking like that. Looking more like mom. Well, when you got born again, God looked at you and looked just like me. Yeah. Got my DNA on the inside of them. And I get to give them all that I have. I'll provide for them. I've got all their nourishment. i got the sincere milk of the Word till they grow up big enough to get the Word. The meat of the Word of God. I'll take care of them. I'll cover them. I'll clothe them. I'll, I'll, if they need blanket, I'll get it for them. If, they're, if they have for any need of any physician, I'm the physician. If they need medication, I'm the cure. Whatever they might need, I am it all. Amen. That's your father, man. He loves you so much. He broke the barrier just to reach out and grab a hold of you. You are so extremely loved. Do you realize that? Do you realize how loved you are, man? God loved you. He stepped out of eternity and into humanity, died on the cross, rose again from the dead, and then defeated Satan in the hell itself, and then rose again from the dead to make you whole and sound and free and delivered. His love is immense, man. You cannot measure this love. And in it is life. And so he makes this statement in here. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ, Jesus hath made me free. Made me free. Made me free. From the law of sin and the law of death. There are three laws spoken about here. The law of the flesh, the law of death, and the law of the Spirit of life. Now, remember that he said... The, the law of sin in the flesh, but the law of flesh is what we're dealing with. Now, let me help you. Your flesh cannot sin without your mind. Your flesh in itself can't. Your, your, your flesh in itself will not lift up and praise God. It, it won't do that. They won't do that. They, they, you know, you, you, if you go to a physician, they may tap your knee and your leg kicks. But your flesh never wanted to do that. They just hit a certain button and it went up. Right? If you hit a certain jolt, it, it, you just jolt. You just go up. Your flesh responds. But it needs a command. So the command, the, the, the death in here, is, we have to understand this, the law of the flesh is the lowest level there is. And the law of the flesh is, is, is where all diseases and all viruses and all anything you want to name it tries to attach because they understand there's a law of the flesh. If I can make that discomfort, if I can give that pain, it'll change the way they think. It'll change the way they operate. However, the moment you get that, instead of trying to figure listen, let me help you. Don't sit at home and try to figure out where any disease originated. 
Let me help you. Hell. It all started in hell. Amen. Where did you gain life? Let me help you. God. Your Father. The Lord Jesus Christ. So, God brings health. Satan brings disease. Heaven's for you. Hell's against you. What's so hard about that? There is no, there's no problem. We've got to recognize this. So don't try to figure out, did it start with a bat, a monkey, a, a pig somewhere? No, no. Let me help you. It originated from hell. All disease is a byproduct of the world's collapse. It's the world became sick when Adam and Eve fell. Now, the reason the panic is so much is because we have instant news. I, I was talking to a few people about this in church and phone, and, and we were talking about this. And even yesterday, I went, I went down to the store um, and uh, didn't buy much. <laughs> you know, just exercised a little bit, worked my cardio walking up and down the aisles. <laughs> and, and just going through there. And there was a man standing next to me, him and his wife, and the guy picks up, a, a, there was a, one peanut butter jar left. He's standing there. He's got it in his hand. He looked at me. He goes, uh, do you need me th- this more than me? I go, go for it, man. It's okay. I, and he said, he said to me, and I was thinking the same thing because I've had this conversation. He goes, and some of you may not remember this. We used to use, um, uh, in the year 1999, there was an announcement of Y2K. How many remember Y2K? How many never heard of Y2K? Never heard of Y2K. Okay. Y2K was a, uh, a blitz of fear that hit, that, uh, this is close, that every computer was going to get a virus and shut down. The banking system was going to shut down. That everything was going to go, and people started yanking their money out of the bank. They started uh, put hoarding a little bit, buying stuff and going through that because of that. Then a lot of mistaken believers were teaching well, you know, you're going to wake up after the, after the new year because you're a believer and the, by, my God supplies all your need and the blessing of the Lord is on you and it makes you rich and you'll inherit from the w- wicked and God will bless you. So when you wake up in the morning, you might have a million dollars in your bank because the virus kicked the money out of the wicked and into your hand. I don't believe that. God would not, God's not a, God's not a thief. God didn't say, I'm going to create Y2K to make my body rich. Why would he do that with non-tithers, non-givers, non-worshippers, non-praisers, non-servers in the ministry? Why? Give me a Holy Ghost break. People dream radical stuff. I had a guy in the church one time, came to me and he goes, Pastor, I had a wild dream. And it was, uh, God gave it to me. You were in it. And I go, really? He goes, yeah. And that dream was, he said, he said, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin was preaching and the power of God hit him and he fell out. So Brother Copeland got up. Kenneth Copeland got up and he grabbed the mic and he fell out as soon as he grabbed it. Brother Jerry Savelle got up, grabbed the mic, and then he fell out. And Barry Tubbs, the assistant associate minister for Brother Copeland's ministry, got up. And he looked at me and you and called you and me and the platform. I said, stop right there. Stop right there. I said, you haven't told anybody else this, have you? I said, don't. Don't ever do it. He goes, don't. Please don't ever voice this again. Don't even tell your wife. Don't tell your kids any of this. And I said, God would never do that. I said, you got to understand, I'm your pastor and I know you. You come late to every service and you leave early for every service. The only time you show up is when we give food. And, and, uh, and then besides that, you're not an usher. You don't serve in any capacity here in the ministry. And I know your tithing record, you don't tithe. 
So explain to me why such a holy moment like that, God would use a procrastinator, liar, lazy individual like you, and then me. And please, don't ever dream with me in it again. And I said, and then use this. I said, don't, don't do that. That was late night pizza. Look at you. You had too much late night pizza. Stop it. Why? Because some people think they hear certain things and it's misinformation. And we've we got to realize that your flesh can only deal with when your mind tells you. So he, he got all excited to tell me. He wasn't too excited after I got through, but, you know. And I'm fine if you have that dream and never tell me. But I can't leave that alone. Some people don't like it when you kick over the sacred cows. They're fine with you when everything's, when everything's going great. But the moment you kick over a sacred cow, they get mad. And so you've got to deal with that. So he stayed in the church, thank God, for, for a little while. And so then the law of death kicks into gear. And the law of death. And then I want to deal with this, the law of the spirit of life. So the law of God is life. So anytime you look at any scenario, if you're not speaking life before a situation happens, you're going to have a hard time picking that up. So you've got to start saying it now. Right now, while everything's going well, you've got to start speaking. Thank God my body's well, health is strong. Every time you bathe yourself, use that soap, use soap. And, and, uh, and every time you do it, and put your, rub your, your body, thank God my heart's strong. I'll never have clogged arteries. I'm not going to suffer any heart diseases whatsoever. I thank God my veins are clean. No blood diseases in Jesus' name. I thank God that, that, um, you know, that my body bones are well, eyes are well. And you begin to speak over the word, over your, over your life. Do it all the time. You touch your body all the time. You're always touching your face. Call yourself handsome and beautiful. And thank God I'm loved. And do something. Speak the word over yourself. Do it all the time. The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. Now I want you to think about this. Life is what defeats sickness and disease. It is a law that sickness and disease can't attach itself to you. And God's law said you are disease-free. That's God's law. God's law is that you would be born of the Spirit of God. And anything in the realm of the Spirit is yours to walk in. Health is your Bible right. It's a God-given right. It is God's right. It is your God-given right, and God has placed it on the inside of you so that you can live above only and not beneath. That's how the Spirit of God works. Uh, um, uh, let's First Corinthians chapter six. Let's go there. First Corinthians chapter six. Let me let me turn there for just a moment while we're dealing with it. the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made us free from the law of sin and death. Let's go to this verse. Uh, at 6, verse 6. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free. And six, look, notice this. Because um, uh, this is important that we understand this verse. And um, go down with me. Um, and let's look at... Um, Let's, let's look at verse 19, if you will. I'm in first, I'm in second Corinthians, excuse me. Excuse me? No, first Corinthians. I, I'm in second Corinthians, but first Corinthians, it's actually first Corinthians, chapter 6, uh, and verse 19. First Corinthians, chapter 6. Are we there? 
Now watch this in here. Verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. And I like, I like how it starts off, the verse. What? He's addressing this whole scenario of things, and then he goes this way. He goes, the, the exclamation, what? He's, t- he's speaking to them from a place of imprisonment. And he's saying to them, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a question, what? To heritage, what? To, to the world, we ought to, what? Listen to what he says. Know ye not? Know ye not? Do you not know that your body, this is close, is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. How divine is that? That God saw fit not to live in a tree. He created a tree, but it can't speak. It's not a talking spirit. God never inhabited things without, a, without being a talking spirit. That's people. So He inhabited you. Why? Because you're in His image and in His likeness. What? Know you not that your body is the very holy place on earth God lives. God doesn't live on park benches. He lives in people. He lives in you. Sir, He lives in you. Ladies, He lives in you. Couples, He lives in you. Parents, He lives in you. Enforce it in your children. God lives on the inside of you. God, the Most High. Man, think about it. Man, when Moses got the command, go up on the mountaintop, and the, the Bible said all the children of Israel stood at their tent and looked out the tent and looked at the mountain, and there were thunders and there were lightnings and smoke and sounds from heaven, and it frightened everybody else, and Moses walked straight into it. That same God that landed on that mountain and the earth couldn't handle it, it shook it, and smoke and fire and thunder and lightning, that same God lives inside of you. The same God lives in you. And He said, don't let anything unclean come and touch this glory. It'll die. So when virus comes, this temple kills it. It dies when it comes close to this holiness, to this holy vessel which has been made use for the kingdom of God. That's you. That's me. Amen. Uh, I wish I was preaching to an excited group. Your body, listen to this, your body, your body, your body, your body, it's the only thing that can get up and move. Amen. It's the only, and here's the interesting thing for me. We get, and I understand, and I, I get this, but think about this. Wherever, wherever, I don't really care, I'm not trying to focus on that, but wherever it originated, almost every country is saying we've got something. How come not every country has the gospel yet? Why aren't we carriers of that? Why aren't we carriers of faith instead of fear? Get quiet. See, back to toilet paper. No, I've been to countries where they didn't have any. They'd use magazines. You'd walk in, I'd walk in, I was in Pakistan, I went to the rest public restroom, and there's a guy standing out there with a newspaper. And he's reading it. You walk in, and he hands you what he's reading. That's what you had. And where I was at, there was no toilet. There was a hole. And no stalls. 
and we have the luxuries. The light, the flushing. We have a little drip of water. We panic. But a lot of countries have been living like this. So we got we got to recognize that what we experience because we're so comfortable that when any inconvenience occurs, we panic. Do you ever notice other states they have blizzards and they're driving? All kinds of tragic weather. I mean, there are even people driving and chasing tornadoes and stuff. We get sprinkles and we call it storm watch, and then people. Can't drive. They don't even know how to drive. They're, they're you know, sliding into things and they can't, they skid. They, 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 Californians, man, I love us, but because I'm here, God put me here. But at the same time, come on. So something happens and we go extreme into a, into a panic. Well, many churches are doing that. I'm not saying because they closed the service. Many of them couldn't. I know a lot of churches that the, the command from the, where they live in the state, they can't gather. They can't. The government, the, that state community, governmental told them they can't have services. And then it was dropped from uh, from 1,000 to 500 and then went down to 250. So here we are in this room, and we don't have that right now here in this room, and we have people watching. I'm not sure how many are watching right now, but, but if they tell us under 100, we're shutting down. But until that time, I'm still preaching. Even if they tell me shut down, you can't shut me up. I'll find some way to get to you. I'll bug you every every twenty minutes with a text. Amen. You're gonna be you're gonna get call them all from me. You eventually yeah, I'm gonna get the word to you somehow. You deal with it. I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. So I'm here. So what we know is that the word is that the, your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. You were bought with a price. Ladies and gentlemen, you were bought with a price. Nobody buys something they cherish that much and then lets it be destroyed. Nobody does that. Nobody purchased something so precious and they know how valuable it is. When God purchased you, He did not buy you from Satan. He paid off justice because you deserved hell. You deserved it because of what happened, but Jesus paid that off and then gave you righteousness and then made you just as righteous as He is and then put His wisdom on the inside of you, put His nature in on the inside of you. So I'm telling you, I'm looking at a bunch of royalty right now. I'm looking at men and women who are extremely blessed. You have been bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to God. So start speaking God's words. Put it on the inside of you. Amen. Praise God. This is so vitally important. I was at that meeting. And a little five-year-old was quoting to me scripture in five different languages. I said, that was a pretty little girl. She goes, yeah, she knows five languages. Five different languages. I, I, this is powerful. She was speaking in English, Spanish. She was speaking in French, in Russian. And then she was uh, speaking, and I don't forget, I got the other language. Uh, but, and she was quoting scripture in all the languages. And, she, and so I go, how, how did you teach her all this? She goes, by taking time with her. And he goes, if you have a five-year-old, he goes, why would you want to avoid him? Okay. 
so the, he was saying, how precious my child is, I took time to teach him. And that's why Brent can't speak Spanish, because I don't speak it. And I didn't tell him, so I'm telling him myself. He and I are bad. My son Joel, perfect Spanish. Uh, Joanne can say biblioteca. That's her favorite word in Spanish, biblioteca. Uh, Donde esta la biblioteca? That's her favorite. That's where is the library. That's all she knows. You bought with the price. Therefore glorify God. Therefore glorify God. Disease is not glorifying. Glorify God in your body. Um, I like this. Well, let me just read this verse to you because I love this verse. You don't need to turn there. This is found in Isaiah 35. You want to write it down. Isaiah 35, 4 and 6. I say to them that are, fear, that are fearful of heart. So everybody who's, I know that in here, no fear here, right? No fear. Potentially, maybe one watching us and uh, may hear us. Say to them that are fearful, be strong and fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense. Vengeance and recompense. Pay you back. He will come and save you. That means heal you, deliver you, make you free. Then, then, watch this. How do we know? Let's talk about healing. Because then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. And then the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a heart. And the tongue of the dumb shall sing. I like that. Not just talk. Sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break forth and the streams in the desert. Psalm 107, 20. He sent His Word. The Word is the cure. And then He healeth the treatment that cures the disease. Them all, and delivereth, removes, eliminate, and fully restore them from any graves. He sent His Word the cure. Let me put it this way. He sent the cure already. Jesus is the cure. Jesus is the antidote. Jesus is the antibiotic. Jesus is the master master over all sickness. Inject the Word into your body. Get Him into your system and allow the Word to work mightily on the inside of you. He healeth. He'll treat you. He'll cure you of any and all disease. Any and all disease. He'll remove and eliminate and fully restore you back to restoration. He will spare you from an early grave. Now, if we combine 1 Thessalonians 2 and 12, Proverbs 4, 22, it is the Word of God which effectually worketh in you that believing is providing health to all your flesh. The Word in you is providing health to all your flesh. The Word that's in you. Why are we preaching? This is the Word of faith that we preach. Why? To get the Word in you. Why? To keep health in your body. Keep wealth in your pocket. To honor you so that you can honor God. Do what God told you to do. Be steadfast. Unmovable. That's my, that's my task in life. The nature of life of God has come into your, you and you will live life and health. The nature of God is on the inside of you. Psalm 91, 16 says, I like this, With long life will I satisfy Him, and I'll show Him salvation. Equation, health. I'm going to show Him health. Long means length of days. Listen to this. Long means length of days. Or another way to say this is days lengthened out or multiplied. This, the meaning is, I'm going to give Him length of days as He desires or until He's satisfied with life. So, listen. You're, listen, virus should not make you dissatisfied. You should be satisfied with what you're saying out of your mouth because that's the fruit of your lips. You need something to eat, eat the fruit of your lips. Yeah, but when I could find something to eat. Well, fast. Instead of saying I can't find something to eat, they say, I choose to fast. Turn it around. 
I choose to fast. Some of us, it wouldn't hurt us to fast. And I'm not looking at anybody, I'm just saying. More than virus, worry and fear poisons the bloodstream. Worry and fear will poison your bloodstream. The life of the flesh is the blood. The life of your whole being is your spirit man. The spirit of God. So let the spirit of God speak and let the, and stop speaking worry and fear because you're poisoning your own bloodstream when you walk in fear. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is what purifies you. Disease is defeated by the confession of words. Disease will gain its stronghold when you confess the testimony of your senses. And when you start declaring how you feel, you lower yourself to the lowest level you are, the law of the flesh. And then the law of the flesh will take you out. So, i got to say this to you. Anything born of Satan, anything born out of hell, has already lost. And you win in Jesus' name. Hold your ground. If you can't move forward, don't go back. Stand where you are. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded, Ephesians tells us. Amen. With a belt of truth and the helmet of salvation and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, with the sword of the Spirit in your mouth. Amen. And praying always with all manner of prayer. This is how we stand. Satan is whipped with words. Satan is whipped with words. i say it again. Satan, disease, viruses, any form of sickness, mental, any kind, is whipped with words. Amen. Praise God for it. Amen. I mean, I was at a doctor, you know, they were doing some tests on, you know, doing some routine tests on me. And then when they did that, they said, we're going to check your memory. You're in your, your 60s now. You're 66, close to 70. We're going to check your memory. Okay? And the woman who was giving me the, the nurse, and I put her down, just had a very strong accent. So I, I really couldn't, I had to ask her a few times on certain things she was saying. So she gave me three words. And I got two of them at the end when she gave me some, she said, draw a clock. I said, okay. So I drew a clock and all the hands. And she goes, okay, good. She goes, now what were the three words I gave you? So I gave her two of them and she goes, oh, okay. And she goes, I'll put that down there. Beginning, no, no, don't put beginning in nothing. Don't put the beginning. Let me give you something. Nehemiah, Nebuchadnezzar, and Lazarus. What? I said, Nehemiah, Nebuchadnezzar, Lazarus. Now, what's the name on my chart? Who am I? He goes, well, let me do I said, don't, don't pick up the chart. You should know me. You should know me. And she goes, well, no, i got to look at your chart because I see a lot of pictures. I just, yeah, but you, you're in here with me. you got my chart. What's my name? How old am I? When I came in and you weighed me, how much did I weigh? Um, how much was my blood pressure? I don't know. What were the three names I gave you? I don't remember. You're worse off than me because you don't know anything. So don't begin with me. You started already. Oh, no, I don't let that stuff come on me. I don't let anybody start a beginning with me. My beginning started with Jesus Christ, and the DNA comes with Almighty God. The memory of the just is extremely blessed. 
Therefore, listen, if Satan is whipped with words, therefore you're healed with words. Make, now this is the last, last statement of the day. You ready? Make your lips do their duty. Fill them with His Word. Fill them with His Word. Fill your mouth with the Word of God and speak it over your life. And don't casually say this. Don't do those silent prayers like you do at restaurants. Don't do that. Be bold about it. In the name of Jesus. Bless your food. Talk out loud. Be bold about it. Lifetime supply in the name of Jesus. Amen. The manifestations of Almighty God. These are what we've got to do. This is how you and I function in life. Amen. So we feel it. So say this with me. Father, I'm thanking you that by the stripes, according to Isaiah 53, I have been healed. You said you were wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was on you. And by the stripes, I am healed. According to Galatians, Paul said that I've been redeemed from the curse of any disease, of any virus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare I am virus-free, disease-free. I am healthy. I am not the sick trying to get healed. I am the healed of the Lord, staying healthy. I am blessed coming. I am blessed going. God, thank you for making me the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I have what I say. In the name of Jesus, the faith of God rises up on the inside of me. Therefore, I realize this. I am of God. I've overcome. And greater, far greater are you that's in me than he that is in this world. Or any disease. Or any virus. Organs, obey me now. Get in line with the Word of God. Respiratory system, listen to me. We're healthy. We are the temple of the Most High God. No disease here. No virus here. No infectious disease here. I'm not a carrier, and I will not be an infector. I am blessed, protected. I'm abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. I say, you are my God, my Lord, my refuge, my high tower that I run into, and I am safe. Jesus, my healer, my deliverer, my sanctifier, the Holy Ghost baptizer, my bread of life, my living water. I trust in you. Holy Spirit, show me what I must do in these hours. I will be led of the Spirit. And because of it, nothing will come nigh my home. Because no weapon formed against me shall or ever will prosper in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Put the Word in your mouth. Put the Word down on the inside of you. Now I proclaim as your pastor, I make a decree and a declaration that the Word of God is at work. Your Heavenly Father loves you so much he saved you and he delivered you made you whole amen my God supplies that also means health wise and I say fear 
which has been defined as false evidence that appears real. Fear will not control your home, your house, in Jesus' name. Heritage, those of you watching, call you free and delivered. We're blessed. Amen. It's time for us to rise up and let the blessing of the Lord shine out. Remember this, you're the light of the world. And if he said light be in the beginning, then just be light. Instead of walking in fear, don't walk in fear. Don't get discouraged. You go to the, go to the store, there's, there's nothing there. You got it in here. Right here, you got it right in here. Everything you need. God will give you wisdom. God will show you stuff. God will show you what you need to do. Amen. Praise God for it. Amen. I mean, this is, this is uh, you know, important. I mean, I mean uh, you know, the, the, this stock of the Word of God is still climbing. So I don't go by the market. I go by, by this. Right in here. And uh, so uh, we've got we to recognize this. And then uh, once again, I just want to say this. Lot, don't fall prey of the politicism of this and make it politics. It is, it is a real virus. But we have a real word. And God has no politics. God's not political. So we, we, don't, deal, we don't deal with that stuff. In Jesus' name, not that way. We deal with the Word. The word works. Praise God. Thank you for coming out today. Believe you got some. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.